Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Clicking balls. This is our 2019 season primer for the Adelaide Crows, proudly brought to you by Collective Minds. Yeah, it's always look forward to this uh, <laughs> this pre-season podcast to see if they're still fucked up from the demolishing from the Tigers. Well, I think we've just gotten rid of all the Crows supporters. They've stopped listening now, so we never had any degree. No, probably honest. not. Probably not. Um, but uh, what we'll do is we'll have a look at uh, what's in store for 2019 for the Adelaide Crows. Um, but uh, to do that, we first got to look what happened last year with them. Um, coming off a grand final burst, uh, berth, 12 wins. Uh, finishing 12th, very disappointing, obviously. Yeah, uh, particularly around a little bit of um, eating their own in the off-season. Yeah, very much. It's very unlike Adelaide. Um, it, you know, with everything that's been put into the papers about the whole off-season camp and everything, um, you, where you have some journalists that think it was some of the players were ritual, ritually slaughtered and other fans who believe that nothing happened at all the answer is obviously somewhere in the middle, and it's definitely not nothing. Well, yeah, and it's, I mean, as an Adelaide fan, it's going to be so frustrating because their yeah. list is one of the best in the league, uh, especially with their midfield talent, their ability to run the ball. But it just shows that the margin of error uh, in these games yeah. is very, very small. And a lot of it, when you have that high, high skill level, the men- mental side of things is huge. Yeah, having said that, I don't think Collective Minds had a, a three win impact. No, no, it, it couldn't have. Uh, which is where you know, 12 wins, not good enough for uh, a team that was coming yeah. off a premiership tilt. Yeah. Premiership window wide open. Going into a grand final as hot favourites. Yeah. Um, and then uh, 12 months later, watching it from the sidelines. Yeah, there was a little bit of, of you know, issues, not issues, but tragedies off season yeah. for both as well, for Sloan and for Walker. Um, yeah. So you can understand how, uh, you know, that'll be very, very distracting and they're not going to play their best, but they've got enough talent in that squad to be able to pick up the slack from both yeah. those players. Yeah. yeah. Um, so let's have a look. What were their highs for the year, though? We always start with the highs. So where, where did Adelaide succeed? For my high, I had their win against the Eels. I mean, it was at home, but it was the way they won. Crows this year struggled with third or fourth quarters. Yeah. And uh, this one, they were down five goals deep in the third, uh, kicked six in a row to win. And this was also after what I'll later describe as their lowest point, yeah. but they lost four in a row, and this was coming off of the bye round. So it seems like something happened in that bye round when they got together, maybe talked some things through, came out just way more relaxed, there was no pressure on them. Uh, it's had that little break which makes a big difference mentally, and just like we were saying, it's the mental side of the Crows team that's been their, their downbringing, not their on-field talent. Mm. Well, the highlight for me was their round two grand final replay. Yeah. Uh, and people are talking about the collective minds thing and whatnot, the fact they were able to confront Richmond and give them a six-goal belting yeah. Yeah. sort of makes you think that's a, a cop-out. From memory, I mean, that game was a long time ago. Six goals was flattering. Like, it was Adelaide's game. They were yeah. never going to lose it. 
And they looked, they looked hungry, they looked talented, they looked like uh, they had a game plan and executed it. They had so a point then, to prove. Yes, yeah, so then fall apart after something that happened in the off-season. I, I, don't, I don't see it. I just don't. I think they had a, a, a bit of a poor run with injury, uh, some on-field, tra- oh, some off-field tragedies, as you yeah. know about. But, um, yeah, I think the collective mind's band-aid uh, blame is not true. And I think a lot of that's coming from the media, not from the club itself. Yeah, um... That's right, but um, it, it wasn't the slash and burn that it, um, some members of the media made it out to be. But also, it wasn't it wasn't a, a standard. Are you trying to tell me that Kane Corns is wrong? Yeah, <laughs> constantly. Yes. Um, I had uh, on their highs as well is uh, the showdowns. Now they lost one and won one, um, and the one they won just standard pretty much. Yeah, the one they won sh- they should have lost as well because um, uh, Jerker Jenkins even said, uh, "Was it Grandma told me not to lie." That ball hit the post. Yeah, um, yeah. Which I love him for. That is brilliant because yeah. it, it doesn't lose anything by admitting it hit the post. And he said, I think it hit the post. Yeah. Um, I, I love that kind of honesty, but those games were brilliant games. I do like how he said it with a smile too. You know, that hit the post. I yeah. got away with that one. Good on him. <laughs> Great. Uh, does that, if a Port supporter was listening to that though, does that make it better or much, much worse? Makes it worse, which is why yeah, he loves it. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. It's like the 79 grand final with, uh, what's his name, Wayne Arms. Yeah. That ball was out of bounds. Well, there's nothing worse, worse than knowing that you're wrong, but there's nothing you do about yeah, it. Exactly. Exactly right. Um, it's not like they can appeal to the Athletic Commission and get it overturned. Yeah, it's like being a dad. Like, <laughs> I know I'm wrong, but... It's hard to appeal when you don't know how to write. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also put down uh, uh, Rory Laird to desk. Um, he had a great year um, yeah, coming across he really did. Um He was my smoky for the ground load at uh, several stages throughout the year. Why is he the desk? Uh, th- there was a reason, because he's so short and flat or something like that. There is a story behind it that yeah. I'm sure every Crow supporter knows that I can't recall what name. It's probably a shit one then. Yeah. Um, and Tom Duday, um, mm. who was uh, in any other year probably would have been a, a walk-up rising star yeah. winner. Um, and I think he finished second to uh, Stevenson at Collingwood because he was an absolute freak. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he's had, I think, two or three years on the list now. Yeah. Um, with, uh, sorry, they lost somebody over their halfback line. I've just gone black. Um, uh, Talia wasn't playing every game mm. um, uh, McGovern wasn't playing every game and uh, Dude really held down that back lines at various stages throughout the year yeah I think Yolan was coming off of a year of pretty much no, no play at all uh, so he was a bit iffy playing on the wing uh, especially for their for their wings they need to drop back and help out in the back line yeah. uh, especially to get that run going and so yeah he was one that stepped up uh, definitely like a, a high point for that team yeah something they can really hang their hat on I mean, yeah, uh, now you know, they look to him to become their key position backman, mm. you know, probably next year, if not this year. Yeah. So the lows then, besides finishing 12th, what were their, and creative, and collective minds? Um, let's just do away those two. Yeah. <laughs> they spoke about enough. What are their lows throughout the year? Well, I feel like the point where they, this season was lost was from round 10 onwards. Uh, that's where they suffered probably their worst loss of the season, which was to Melbourne. It was 146 to 55. Was that the one that was up in uh, Alice or, yeah, or Darwin? Sure. Yeah. One or the yeah. other? Yeah. And that's a team where they are vying for, oh, pre-season, you would have thought that they'd have wood over Melbourne for sure. Yeah. And they're looking at, obviously, top two spots was Melbourne looking for a finals berth. Uh, but as the season progressed, this was obviously uh, a peer for them to be able to beat this team and take the spot in the finals. Yeah. And they just crumbled. And this led to, uh, I feel like, a knock-on effect of losses to to GWS, Frio, Hawks, and then they had the buy round. Uh, and down. that was where I thought was pivotal in this season if they were going to play finals. They needed to knock one of these teams off away, and they failed to do any of them. 
four in a row really takes a win yeah. to be a Saturday. Yeah. Because obviously you can win all your home games, but you need to win away games, especially if you're not a Melbourne-based team. Yeah. Yeah. Also, the return though against Richmond, they got a, a fair pump on. Like yeah. The scoreline yeah. I think was um, yeah was 47. So eight eight goals. Yeah. I think yeah. Got triggered by the flag. Yeah, but Richmond still they didn't uh, put foot on the throat even. They had that game well. Yeah. And that was the week after the, the comeback win against the Eagles. Yeah. Um, you know, which doesn't help much. Um, I had their loads like the Melbourne game as well. Um, in the highs, we didn't even mention their 100 point win against Carlton because it was round 20. Yeah, doesn't yeah. Have to just yeah. Like, Carlton, the half of them are already in Barley. Yeah. Um, mm. I had the Hawthorne game as well um, because uh, it was uh, Sean Burgoyne's 350th, I think, yeah. or, or thereabouts, and they kicked four goals for the night. That's mm. just not good enough. Yeah. You know, especially when you don't get to play the MCG very often. Um, I think uh, Sicily might have outscored you know, the, the, um, the side, the Collingwood, uh, sorry, the Adelaide forward lines. Yeah. Um, he kicked two or three. Um, when the halfback is, you know, would have been your leading goal scorer um, if he was on your side, that's, that's a bad night. Yeah. And yeah. It was fucking freezing cold that night. Too. <laughs> the funny thing is, we're, we're sounding a bit harsh on them, but their list is spectacular. Well, that's the thing. It's amazing. Like, yeah. You know, um, they finished 12th. We just in Essendon, who finished one above the 11th. You go, okay, there's some positives out of that. Adelaide were premiership favourites yeah, before yeah. the first ball was passed. Yeah. They're a top two team on paper. Yeah, on paper. Yeah. Um, but things went wrong for them. Um, in, in the lows as well, uh, you've got to say, uh, up forward, kicking goals was an issue. Mm-hmm. Um, Tex didn't play every game, and yeah. neither did Eddie Betts. And Eddie yeah. Betts started to look his age. Yeah. He started to look human. Yeah. Um, I, I, I want him to keep going. I really do, because even yeah, everybody loves him. Even yeah. when he's a moment player, uh, those moments are just why you're going to football. Yeah. 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 You know, but Eddie Betts highlight reel, which would you know, pretty much be the magic moments of the 2000s. Yeah. Um, and we talk about the quality of players. The Crouch brothers, either a walk-up start for just about any side. Yeah. Well, uh, one of them couldn't walk this year. That, that didn't help. Yeah. <laughs> a, a wheel-up start. Um, <laughs> and Tex cops a bit of shit, but if he said, oh, I'm on the market, you're going to have a lot of teams going, you know what, we've, we'll find a spot for you. Yeah. Oh, I would love to intercept that mailbag on the crow. <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing. But at the same time, though, I think there's a little bit too much expectation put on him, um, mm. maybe externally, because he's not a, a Coleman medalist type of forward. No. I mean, I know he had a good year um, before he did his knee, where I think he kicked 50, 55. Yeah. He's more of a centre-half forward style player. Yeah, he is, he's yeah. the mobility aspect of it. He's yeah. a big mark, and he's a kick from 60. Yeah. And I mean, when was the last full forward uh, captain in the big old? Yeah, not many. Exactly. I mean, yeah. Jared Ruffhead's yeah. probably... Yeah, but it, again, not um, not a, a, a true full forward. Yeah. He's, he's, he's always, he's always had the uh, you know, unfortunate uh, event of being born in the wrong uh, wrong era, whereas if you put him into the late 90s... Oh, he's, 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 I, I, actually, I don't know if he survived. Incredible. I think he'd struggle. No, he'd step up to the plate for yeah, sure. I, I know, so. for sure. I mean, he'd step up the off-field shit, though. That'd be the troublesome. Uh, he'd, man, imagine him in Duck in Vegas. I've got to say. <laughs> <laughs> um, the only thing is, he would have been competing against Modra. Very, very yeah, true, well, very true. So somewhere else. Yeah, anyway, Modra yeah. would have fucked off to Frio sooner. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you say full forward captains. There's been a few, but not uh, grand finalists. Yeah. You know? I'm yeah. thinking Jonathan Brown and yeah. um, mm. Pavlich. Yeah. You know, he, he took his side to a grand final. But yeah, not many. Mm. Not many. Yeah. But I think it's still the right right, yeah. um, right call for Adelaide. He's definitely should be the captain. And oh, I, I feel like as a leader yeah. and as a respected person. Well, he's sharing it with... Uh, this year, yeah. 
he's sharing it this year. For the yeah. first, first time ever for the Crows, he got both captains. I actually don't mind it. I think both him and Sloan went through tough personal, very similar yep. uh, tragedies through that season, and that sort of will galvanise them as, as having a proper team and not having to have the pressure affect them so much. Obviously, you can see uh, Tech's affected by pressure at the end of the 2017 season. Uh, made silly decisions this way. There's or, or someone who you can bounce off of. You don't need to be that stoic sort of leader. Yeah. There's someone else to, to you know, well, push he's, not, he's not known yeah. to be stoic. Let's be honest. But people might uh, question his mental capability, but his mental strength is uh, massive. Yeah. He's, yeah. Industry. The pressure he's on for a bloke his age is not not that. Young, but he's not that old either. I think yeah. he, he likes the mantle, the off-field mantle of captain as well, because you know you always see photos of him, you know, grabbing the Oz kickers and yeah. bringing them along. That side of it, that uh, he's a brilliant representative. A, a, yeah, what's the a, a role model? Yeah. He likes the role model side of it. Um, when it comes to on-field leadership, no worries. Like Sloan was an on-field leader regardless. Yeah, he didn't yeah. need this. So I don't like co-captains. This is the best co-captains I've seen. Uh, because the reasoning behind it. I think some of the co-captains they have, it's two midfielders or something. Yeah. yeah. But I think having co- six midfielders yeah, in some cases. Having co-captains that are not often shoulder to shoulder, I think it works really, really well. Yeah. yeah. So Sloan can be running back and in the back line, uh, you know, doing the on-field leadership team or Texas up forward setting on the forward line. Yeah. It also makes it, fine. Makes it heaps harder for Sloan to leave next year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now he's, he's signed a five-year. Doesn't mean shit. <laughs> true. Doesn't matter. Very yeah. true. Yeah, nothing busy uh, can't sort out. And we'll get to that in uh, when we start looking at their outs. Um, so we'll start looking towards 2019. So they've had quite a few list changes here. Um, uh, we'll, we'll start with McGovern because he's the one that's uh, the, the biggest talk. Yeah. Now, from all the rumours, what we understand has happened and it hasn't exactly been thrown down he was on the market the year before yeah um and crows he wanted more money crow said this is all the money we've got there is none left and he said fair enough i'll sign three years yeah then they went out and bought bryce gibbs yeah anyway hang the fuck on yeah <laughs> um which you can understand from both if that's the truth you can understand it from both sides from the crows and the yeah um and McGovern. um so he's not happy he's gone maybe that's a win-win for both sides i think it's totally fair enough on the government side of things because there's one thing to um, what what pisses me off in any situation is if someone withholds information from me so I can make a decision that's more yeah. favourable to them as opposed to what's best for me. Yeah. And that's exactly what they did. So that is just innately infuriating for someone. So if they came out and said, like, we're playing hypotheticals here, and again, yeah. assuming it's all true, yeah. if they came and said, look, we do have more money, however, we've got this plan for exactly. the season. Yeah. Do you reckon you and Mitch McGovern's you go? Okay, at least I can make a decision. Yeah, I'm going to stay, and I'm okay. I love oh. doing the caveats like assuming it's all correct. Like anyone's going to take us seriously. No, nah, but you yeah. know, you know, they're like in that or situation. Or just in case the AFL decides to, you know, yeah. pull out correct accreditation. I'd be much more likely to accept unders on what I think I'm worth as opposed to seeing where their reasons come from. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. But if they say this is all the money I've got, you're trusting that. And you're like, all right, well, fair enough. I want to be here, so yeah. I'll sign. Then you realise that was total bullshit. They were just manipulating you to make a decision that was more favourable to them. You're like, well, fuck, I've been here for a while and it's not been you know, the easiest road here. Yeah. Uh, and I've got lots of other options. Why the fuck would I stay here? Uh, no, I agree with that. Especially when they said, look, mate, we can't afford to pay you a lot because we're looking to grab Bryce Gibbs. And if he's in our squad, we're a much better chance to get flagged. Yeah. Like, well, actually, that's pretty true. I might, I I might think well, stay yeah. up for under. And yeah. clearly, that's what they were thinking. They were, you know, one step off the yeah. final year before. They're not looking at an overhaul. They're looking for the finishing exactly. touches. And that is a, yeah. a class play. I don't believe the government was looking for an overhaul either. I just think he wanted some clarity and truth and it was a matter of principle. Maybe. Yeah. Um, and the fact that he left to go to Carlton yep. says, I really want out. Yeah. Like, yeah I really sure. want money. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Both. Um, 
Bocacini, he's uh, he's retired after three clubs. Again, he's the 25th best player at every club he went to, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but 100% effort for him. Um, Sam Gibson, bloody unlucky. I thought, unlucky to get cut from North uh, after, what was it, 110 mm. games in a row. It was 132 or some shit. Something um, ridiculous. And then barely got a look in at Adelaide and yeah. got injured. I think he played three games or something like that. Yeah. Unlucky um, for the lad. I, I do feel bad for him because he was one of those players that if he's your your average, you're doing pretty fucking yeah. well. Because he was generally pretty reliable. He had some spud moments, but every player does. Yeah. But, geez, re- reliable is his middle name. Right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, he gets his first injury in five seasons and all of a sudden it's like, yeah, no, you don't, mate. Yeah. Oh, oh rough. Uh, Currently Hampton, who came over from GWS, um, there was one game in particular during the year where he was getting absolutely crucified um, by the commentators. Um, and rightfully so, I think it got to the fourth quarter and he hadn't had a kick yet. Sure. Um, but uh, it looks like there's some other health issues that um, uh, curtailed him, so he's pulled up here. Yep. Um, and also, I've marked down here, usually I don't worry about untried players and their cuts, but Benny, uh, Benny Jarman and Harry Deer, both yeah. um, father-son, could have been father-son picks for Hawthorne, but uh, we pass on them both, and uh, yeah, they both uh, left without playing a game. Yeah, right. Ben Jarman shocks me, because uh, in the draft combine, he was the one with the uh, head and shoulders above in footy sense, yeah. and in terms of able to hit a target from 10 metres. Oh, you should see the dude sell a car. Fucking amazing. <laughs> <laughs> you got Main North Road, no time. He's one of the lads, back in the 90s, his football awareness would put him like, in the well, top five draft. Pick. Well, I mean, that's what Darren Jarman was known for. Yeah, yeah. Darren Jarman wasn't exactly an athlete. No. But... I'll tell you what, his right, his right arm is pretty good at getting from the table to his throat. Yeah. Yeah, Andrew, Andrew, Andrew Jarman definitely wasn't an academic. <laughs> <laughs> or an athlete. No, yeah. Apparently Andrew Jarman's the smart one. Really? Yeah, Holy like shit. I can, I can well, believe that. Yeah, no, just uh, the, Donald Talon's the one, though. Yeah, no, I mean, in the world of the blind, the one-eyed man is king. Kind yes, of thing. Yeah. exactly. Um, but I honestly, Ben Jarman, he hasn't been... We haven't, we haven't seen the last we haven't one. Seen. I really want to see... What he can some do. really controversial Twitter comments and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see him get loose uh, in the off season. Maybe okay. join the Gold Coast. Yeah, maybe buy a stake in the armor. Um, I've, 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 Did he get re-rookie? Or I don't think so. But I'm, I'm not sure. He might be playing sample, so which means he's still within a chance to yeah. pop up again. Yeah, because he might be a late bloomer. You don't know, or he just yeah. might be. You know, and the sample call is not up there. Yeah, it's a good yeah. thing. It could be. Well, the thing is, too, I think so often we see teams recruit athletes to turn into football players. Yeah. And it's yeah. not until He's a footballer, have... they try to turn into an athlete. Yeah, yeah. and definitely. He, he did like a meat pie or two, but uh, he, he's not as unfit as his old man. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's, a, it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It was. Even. No. Um, uh, 
His old man was a decent fit. Yeah, in his day. Yeah, his um, but also, you see when they get guys like uh, Tickham Woody in Essendon. Yeah. He was one that was never going to make it. Um, it wasn't until they had that the whole you know saga and yeah, the whole this players. turnover. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're like, hey, this bloke's uh, he's all right. He can go. He's a great footballer. Yeah. Mind you, he's pretty athletic too. So he's a talented player. But uh, it's those guys with that talent, and it maybe interesting to play in the NFL to get mm. uh, to get that talent to the fore. Yeah. yeah. Also, with Tim Woody, the the work ethic's definitely there. Yeah. He's a hard worker. I, I, just, actually, I can't say anything about Ben Jarman because we haven't seen him. Yeah. So well, we that's, I'll be going off um, the draft combine yeah. notes. If his last, if his surname was Smith, nothing would happen. No. You, you wouldn't know that. Yeah. Um, the ends, Tyson Stengel. That's it. Tyson Stengel. That's all I've got. Sure. Um, so, objectively speaking, their outs are much better than their ins. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's not a good sign. It's not good, but, I mean, we need cash. Yeah, it's just the way it goes. Uh, you can't really afford to bring anyone else in. Yeah, exactly. Oh, you forgot, though. They've got Strawny in. Oh, they do, actually, yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Strawny, yeah. rookie. Did I miss that? Rookie Strawny. Kieran Strawn. Uh, oh, okay. Draft on a, on a yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's other rookies yeah. that come in. Yeah, I didn't, yeah. so uh, they've got a Strawny in there. Um, I, I don't honestly know if he has the... Uh, what do you call it? Haircut? Like, not a mullet. It's like a weird sort of hickey. Yeah, I'd, I'd still say mullet. Yeah, yeah. hawk thing. Oh, whatever. Poiter from, from Poiter, Fronto. Yeah. yeah. Um, no word on that and whether he keeps his glasses on while he's playing footy, but uh, yeah, he could be something if uh, nothing else than the merchandise. Um, we'll have a look at their uh, lineup, their fixture, sorry, for 2019. Their double-ups are Geelong, Gold Coast, Port, St Kilda and West Coast. Yeah. Uh, Gold Coast, St Kilda, they'll be very thankful for. Yeah. Um, Port is, yeah. doesn't matter where they either teams on the ladder the um, yeah. showdowns are always great um, so Geelong who I think are slightly overrated and West Coast coming off the back of the flag yeah. so that's uh, I'd say you as good as they could have hoped for yeah I think yeah. It's, it's like at this point you don't want soft draws you yeah. want Lipman tests yeah. I think both of these are those for them yeah. and so yeah that's where you're going to judge your, your pass or fail mark for your season well, the West Coast one obviously is the, the test for them. Yeah. If they're going to have a tilt of the flag, beating the reigning premiers is obviously a yeah. prerequisite. Yeah. Um, and I think Geelong and Port are around the same ladder position as what I expect Adelaide to yeah. be. So yeah. if you're going to have wins, it's best to take them off the guys that you can yeah. against. Yeah. See, I think they should be smashing Geelong. Uh, with Gary Ablett turning 45 this year, yeah. uh, and well, mostly midfield looking for a uh, pension, they should be given an absolute hiding. The thing with uh, Geelong, though, is uh, Gary might actually be playing full forward this year, um, where he's mm. supposed to be, rather yeah. than trying to run out of the midfield, because yeah. he's, uh, he, he's just not quick enough anymore. Yeah. Um, he, he's, he's a damn handy small forward. Like I know, especially yeah. when he stopped Dangerfield out of the ruck, yeah. out of the yeah. midfield. I think they should decide that game by uh, Tom Hawkins and Taylor Walker playing chess. Yeah, but I think there's laws against you know games yeah. going for six years. Plus, just because he's got chess pieces, they'll still be playing checkers. <laughs> King me. Um, oh, and you can't make horsey noises when you move the line. All right, so who's going to have a big year for them? Who are we looking for for the Crows? Honestly, I think Tex. I, I know uh, we've said that last couple of years, but I think this year coming in, you know, he's had all that crap come on. It's going to be a fresh slate, and he's going to be able to uh, expect some decent delivery from Bryce Gibbs as well as the Crouch Brothers and uh, the Rawlings. So I think he's going to have lace out delivery and probably kick about 50. I feel like they need Ellis Yolman. Uh, he had a decent season last year, but yeah. still didn't uh, develop as that dangerous key player, consistency in and out. It's his time now. Yeah, he's he's a free-flowing player who can play anywhere across between the 250-meter arcs, yeah. and he can uh, have a massive impact. Obviously, 2017 was a write-off with injuries. Uh, was 2017 or last year? 
Seventy. I, I don't think he played every game last year either. Yeah. yeah. So he struggled with that. So you got consistency out of him because he can be a player that makes a huge difference, not based on on what uh, what he does individual, but what the team needs out of him. Yeah. So I, he's not going to be the best on ground, but he's playing his best will make a massive difference to the team compared to anyone else playing their best. If that makes sense. Well, so, he's quite similar to Charlie Cameron. Um, exactly. Yeah. And they, they lost him obviously. So. Yeah. See, I, I think different because he, he's about six inches taller than Charlie Cameron. I think yeah. he's more, he could be a Bontempelli type of midfielder. Yeah. Because like, he has that skill and he has that um, that, yeah. that, that height and size about him. That, but um, will he get a look in the midfield? Because that's a stacked midfield they've got. Yeah, that's what I mean. I, I think he can force his way in. Or play um, on a ruck or over style. Yeah, and then make Sloan play off the halfback flank. He's a distributor. We're not ready to go there yet, but. I think their risk-clogging aspect is their midfield, yeah. and since they don't have cash or uh, cap room, one of those midfielders is going to go. Yeah. Well, that's the the big call they've said. Uh, we talked about Sloan before. Um, people have been looking at him, and uh, well, just about anyone on the list, really. Yeah. yeah. Sloan's like everyone's trying to get Sloan, but I think he's safe. Uh, well, he's signed for five years, so yeah. I don't think anybody's going to value him as no. much as what I've. I think he really appreciates the off-field culture of that mateship with that yeah. Adelaide team. I think he's that's been one there of the most forever, Yeah. He's married, doesn't have family. Uh, yeah. I think uh, he values the off-field camaraderie. Yeah. Uh, as a big selling point of things. They've just named him captain. Yeah. You don't trade out your captain. This isn't Gold Coast. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've also put down uh, Hugh Greenwood. Um, yeah, so I think he's a player that they've sort of found. Um, they expected. Uh, they got more than they expected out of. Well, they fell, into, fell into it. Yeah, yeah like, really. You know, basketball background, blah blah yeah. blah. Um, but uh, he seems to just pop up and kick a couple of goals, and you're like, oh, well, I, I guess he's in the best players. Yeah, you know? yeah, that's what um, you need out of him. Yeah, and he he did it more often than not, um, and especially when uh, you, you've got less output from Walker and Betts. Yeah. Um, and then he's popped up for, yeah. uh, I know, I'm going to guess 15 to 20 goals and keep on the year. And you've got Seedsman's coming in as well, don't they? Sorry? Seedsman. Seedsman, yeah, he, he well. played this year. Yeah. Um, so he, he can pop up. They've seen those players pop up for a few, and that takes that pressure off Jenkins in the goal square or Tex, you know, having to take the, the ball on yeah. his shoulders. And, yeah. No, he played quite a few good games. Um, I've put down Jacobs as well, and I've, I, he needs a big year because... I felt like a couple of years ago he was like the second best ruckman in the league. And, you know, um, yeah. Nat Nui or even Goldstein back then would get the AA nod and not yeah. Jacobs. And, yeah. um, a lot of Adelaide Crows fans would feel like he'd been uh, looked over. So then you go, okay, well, Nat Nui's out. Um, yeah. uh, Goldstein's on the decline. It's your chance. And then Grundy and Gorn come along. Yeah. So he feels like he's still that, that second-tier ruckman still. See, I feel like he's always playing to his best. And yeah. sometimes, depending on how the opposition, opposition plays, makes him look really good. Or, or it makes him look you know, a little bit below average. Yeah, I, I feel like, like he is a consistent performer based on what he is capable of. And, and obviously, so I feel like he's going to be an integral part of the team, but it really depends on that midfield who's around him. Well, yeah, the other potential one I was going to talk about was uh, young McAdam. Uh, based on lineage alone, nephew of Gilbert McAdam and Adrian McAdam, and yep. uh, cousin of Sam Petrovsky-C. Jeez, that could be anything. Yeah, based on lineage alone, do we want to go back to the outs? Yeah. Because they haven't done well with lineage yeah. alone. No, I think they're due. <laughs> yeah, they're due. Um, <laughs> Stewie Jew, you reckon? All right. Yeah, they're they're an accountant, what he's saying. But funny, I remember watching um, Gilbert McAdam, obviously, just quality player. Yeah. Um, and then Adrian McAdam for North. He had, uh, I think he had three games at uh, one stage in a row. We kicked 14... Uh, something stupid like yeah, that. Yeah, 18 goals or something in three games. And then just went missing. And he was one of those lads that, uh, when he was on... 
Fuck, he couldn't stop him. And he, he turned goes with his boot, but then he just decided, fuck it, I'm leaving. And he'd go bugger it off. Gilbert, too, I think some of his best footy was in the sample, unfortunately. But um, yeah. he, he does commentary on Needful games, I think. Yeah, yes. um, and he's great, because he's yeah. not a good commentator. Yeah. But he's just like, oh, that's a good kick, isn't it? <laughs> bet, it's I'm really refreshing. He does his commentary with a, like a, a beer or a drink in his hand, because he seems like that bloke in the bleachers, like... Oh, mate, exactly. Actually, I played with his old man last week. Uh, down, yeah. down but he is, he, his uh, passion for the game is unquestionable. I love that. Okay. I'll take that every day of the week. Yeah. I'll Mar-Grook. take that over the He's grown a Mangrook too. Yeah. Um, so I guess uh, Sam McCann's going to turn on Mangrook pretty regularly. <laughs> well, you know my theories about Mangrook footy show and the, and the footy show is that nobody watches the footy show, uh, yet it still wins in the ratings. Everybody hates the footy show, yet they still watch it. Yeah. Everybody loves Mangrook. Yeah, they don't watch it. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's ratings are about thirty thousand people a week. They yeah, watch it. It's sure. actually pretty good. Yeah, I've heard that. No, anyways, um, generally, who's on the outer for the crows? Because they've a lost lot of, a lot. By the sounds of everyone who had a dad who played for them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, following for I was saying for the the highs. Yeah. Um, I feel like there's too many cooks in their midfield. Yeah. Um, so one of them has to go, and with Adelaide not having a lot of cap space, what that does is that frees up cap space, but. They can't just hold on one of them and still get another uh, other key position player, which they will definitely need to fill in some gaps that they obviously have. Yeah. And so I feel like the one that's going to probably make way is going to be uh, Brad Crouch. Not because he's not a good player, not because they don't want him, but because it's necessary to get someone to alleviate the cap space, but someone who's valuable enough to trade in a key position player, which they're going to see they need halfway through this year. Can- I see him as a backflanker. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, I can't see them getting rid of one of the Crouch brothers, though, because... Um, they, I think they like the, them working together. They do, Even they, though we set out the entire yeah, season. Yeah, it's, it's well, saves, they need someone to work. You know, the, the daycare is cheaper. But, and especially, like, uh, but if they are, it's going to be Brad because Matty and yeah. the Crouch, they just uh, had Scotty Thompson retire a year ago and he looks like a carbon copy. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. And if you can get another 300 games out of him, yeah. like you did with Scotty Thompson, there's there's a lot to like about yeah. that. I thought Brad was just as good if not better, but yeah. he just can't get on the pitch. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's the biggest problem. He did his knee last year, yeah. so he's got to come back from that. Yeah, so that's my controversial out. I feel like even if you can have like a pretty good season, it's got to be better than Gibbs, Sloan, and his brother yeah. in order yeah. for him to keep that spot. Nothing is too. The last two seasons they've lost their like a key centre half back line player, McGovern yeah. and um, Lever. Yeah. So if he can't uh, play back a little bit further, which is the sort of thing Brad. Uh, not Brad Crouch can do. Yeah, it is yeah. a taller. Jake, Jake yeah. Lee was the name I was trying to remember 20 minutes ago. Yeah, right. when Tom Doty um, yeah. stepped up. Anyway, you go. Uh, if Crouch can slot back there, he'll be super here. But if he tries to say, no, I'm midfield or bust, yeah, might be bust. I, I think there's yeah. some better ones ahead of you, mate. See, I feel like even if he has a good season, a lot of them will come down to cap space because yeah. they'll got some obvious holes across that back line they need to fill. I think he's tall enough to play the key position player. And they just need to get rid of someone who's taken up a lot of cap room in order to be able to get someone else better in who's going to suit their game plan. Yeah, but with the Adelaide exchange rate, I think it's 1.1 to the penny or something, or the shilling in Adelaide. Well, I don't know, man. This is in North Adelaide, so it's a pretty good dollar around there. <laughs> um, I've put uh, a couple of players down that are, might be interesting ones in, in Andy Ottens and Richie Douglas. Denial um, is still on the list. There you go. Exactly. Um, and he is one of those ones that... He, you go, oh, he really has been there for 10 years. Yeah. That's, that's, that's yeah. Um, But his best is good enough, but it, it is uh, form and injuries that will yeah. um, trouble him. Yeah. Um, Richie Douglas, he's played, I think, 250-odd games. Yeah. Um, so he's one of those players you go, oh, my God, he's still racking up games. 
I didn't realise he was still playing either. And yeah. I feel like this could be almost a similar situation to where the UFC still paid Chuck Liddell, <laughs> even though he wasn't fighting to do fuck all because he's had a lot for the club. Richie Douglas has done enough to justify his spot on the list, without a doubt. Yeah. I think that's one of the problems they've got, yep. is somebody else should be pushing him out. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's going to happen sooner or later. Mm. Um, and with that stacked midfield, now he's more of a forward slash midfield. Yeah. Um, it might be time that somebody else takes his spot and he's not best 22 anymore. Yeah. Well, usually the uh, the narrative around it is, you know, will this bloke be your next premiership, full forward, rugby, yeah. whatever. He still could be because the, the team's good enough that he might, they might win a flag even if he has a shit season. Yeah. So they're not looking to him to win another game. Yeah. yeah. He's yeah. a contributor. But having said that, they're swapping out for someone else. That someone else might not be uh, as integrated in yeah. the team. Yeah. yeah. So very much. Yeah. Very much. You're like, well, look, we're, we're in with a chance for a flag this year. Do we really want to rock the boat too much? Or do we want to keep those seasoned heads? Because uh, blokes like that who've got two few games in their belt, they know, they've seen it all. They've been around. Uh, yeah. So they're not going to fold under pressure. They're not going to be scared or whatever. Whereas the new rookie you come in, uh, even if he's from another uh, team has got 100 games over his belt, he's not going to be as comfortable with the players or the even the ground if they're coming from Melbourne Square. Or living that late. Yeah. <laughs> um, and like you said, Brenton, with the uh, stacked midfield, um, I think if I was Adelaide Crows, I'd much rather keep a Brad Crouch at the expense of Bryce Gibbs. Even though you spend all this money and effort in getting him over there, mm. like he's north of 30 now. Yeah. Um, I think and he's coming from Carlton. He's a brilliant user of the ball. Though. Yeah. Um, that's very handy. But you want to turn Brad Crouch into the next Bryce Gibbs and get another 200 games out of him, as yeah. opposed to Bryce Gibbs, who all things going uh, perfect, will probably play another two years. Yeah, that's definitely true. And this, when you're sitting down and you've got your pros and your cons of each player, one of the hardest things to go past is form. Yeah. And so if you've still got form, it's really yeah. hard to put a line Absolutely. through it. And it's also hard to know how Bryce Gibbs plays in finals. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah it's true. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the last name I got on there, you reckon you were controversial. Yep. Eddie Betts. Eddie Betts, yeah. I yeah, don't have to. I don't want to see a, a, be a time where he is a burden to the team. Yeah. Uh, yep. At the same time, he's done enough that you can say, Eddie, you tell us when you're ready to finish up. Yeah. Um, he wasn't a burden this year, in no, 2018. But he wasn't but the highlight reel really that he was previously either. He had, those, he had a couple of moments. He had a couple of moments, but yeah. when it came, to, he, he was a lock all Australian the last couple of years. Yeah. He wasn't even in the discussion this year. No. 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 Uh, the Getting seats in the Eddie Beck's pockets. Yeah. Uh, was a prime way to experience football in Adelaide. This season, you probably want to be your money back. Again, you... Oh, you could usually sit next to Eddie Betts yeah. in the stands. <laughs> I, I just... I want to see him go out as still... Oh, that's Eddie Betts. Not... Oh, yeah. I remember when we yeah. used to come watch this guy. Yeah. Oh, he's still out there. Yeah. I don't want that to happen. Mm. Um, so anyway, where do we see Adelaide Crows finishing in 2019? Pretty sure I've got them finishing 8th. I think they'll sneak into finals. Uh, they can jockey as high as, as top four. If you like, they've got that the talent on 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 paper. On but paper. whether they can translate that to wins away has yeah. always been their problem. It's funny though. That's four places higher. Do you think they'd be happy with that in Adelaide? Um, if you get them a flag, they wouldn't care. Yeah, they don't care. Yeah, I, I don't think they would. But obviously, there's not much tough off seasons in Adelaide media. Yeah. Uh, so that's always going to be a tough one to get across. And I mean, just given Kane Corns any sort of. Uh, you know, respect. Yeah. Suggest that Hawthorne should pick up Boomer Hardy the other day. So, yeah, so uh, really. well, it's obviously he had a column inches to fill. Yeah, because that's just ridiculous. Yeah, on both sides. Yeah. Um, I've got a knife. Uh, I think I, I, I want them to be higher, but when I did the match sims, I just there were some teams where I I don't see them 
matching up nicely. But yeah. obviously, it also depends how their backline recovers from yeah. losing McGovern and Lever. Um, but they might have a rookie in there that'll just tear it apart and be the uh, set half back yeah. or back flank as they need. Yeah. Uh, if Brad Crouch is dropping back to the back flank, I think that looks a lot better for them. Um, yeah. Well, I'll put this to you though. They finished uh, minor premiers two years ago, and if they back that up with the twelfth and a ninth, that's missing the finals two years in a row. That's a coach killer. Is it? Yeah. yeah. It, it's it's. I think if they finish ninth, I reckon he keeps his job, but he keeps his job with a bloke looking over his shoulder for the next. Yeah, he keeps his job, and um, they're inviting someone to be an assistant coach who's got AFL experience. Yeah. So well, Mick Malthouse will be fucking over there for a while. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they're that desperate. <laughs> um, I've got them as six, so I've actually put them the highest out of us three. Um, but I could very easily be convinced they'd finish outside of the finals. I think that twelve wins and twelfth was the absolute worst case scenario of what could have happened. Yeah. In 2018. Yeah. They can't have worst case scenario two years in a row. And I think that's why I've got them sixth. If we see 2017 Eddie bets, they're a, uh, probably a three win, four win better side. Yeah. 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 Probably right. Yeah. Um, however, when we look at some other teams uh, higher up on the ladder, like the Richmond, Collingwood, Melbourne, they've got objection objectively better in the off season. I don't mm-hmm. know if Adelaide have. Yeah. Uh, like so often, it depends on their new recruits and whatnot, yeah. and how Gibbs integrates is also a massive one. Well, I mean, their new recruits are second years now, mm-hmm. second year players. Their new recruits this year is Tyson Stengel, who they're not, you know, if he's best 22, I'd say they've got better, uh, bigger problems. Yeah, for sure. Um, if Gibbs integrates and they are running at the 80% by hand and foot efficiency rating, geez, it's going to be hard to stop. Yeah. But very rarely do you see a player come into a new club, especially going from a yeah, but well, it's his second year. Shit house club. Yeah, but it's his second year there, remember? Yeah, yeah. But even so, I, he didn't set the world alight last year, I think. He did all right. He did okay, I thought, but they had bigger problems. Yeah, but things. he wasn't one of those blokes where you're like, oh, you're darking the brown hole. Brown no. Uh, no. He was one of those ones where you're like, definitely not. Objectively decent, but subjectively, yeah. you're not really uh, putting your up for anything major. No. Having right. said that, it was his first season of the footy team, so you know, maybe he just needs to integrate into actual training. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he's not used to actually caring about what happens during the season. Yeah, all, all the players around him give issues. All right, that'll do us for yeah. uh, Adelaide. All right, peace. <laughs> Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quinn's is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.